ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is February 14th here. Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. It's Bachelor Rush Hour. Ooh, boy. A lot of love out there in the world today. How's everyone doing? I hope you're embracing those chocolate-covered strawberries. Maybe a caramel-coated apple. What's your Valentine's Day soup du jour? Are you out there making love, or are you single and thriving? You can be single and thriving. You can be in a relationship and thriving. You know what? You can be it's complicated and thriving. Remember that away message there on Facebook for all of my older millennials there? Sometimes you're in a relationship. Sometimes it's complicated. And isn't life a complicated place? It sure is in Bachelor Nation. All right. Well... In this special Valentine's Day episode, I'm going to share a very funny story that Jesse Palmer tells about his time on The Bachelor. You know, if you don't remember, he was actually quarterbacking a football team, a professional footballer, when he took his offseason time to find love. Very, very funny story. Stick around for that. Plus, we're going to discuss some other Valentine's Day tips from Bachelor Nation. You know, I'm not going to share this here, but I've got a full YouTube video uh, fingering through the different... Instagram photos that we have from different bachelor couples wishing their partners love. We have uh, Victoria Fuller saying uh, to the love of her life, Craig Grippo, a nice photo carousel there. And uh, making some waves, as you'll see in my YouTube video, is Nick Vial posting a selfie of him and his fiance, Natalie Joy, that features her thonged booty, which, hey, you know what? I say show off whichever assets of your relationship you want. That's not complicated at all, although the comments are people being like, oh, uh, you know, that's all you think love is, is showing off around booty. And it's like, no, you can show off around booty and still love somebody. As we always say, you can walk and chew gum at the same time, right, folks? All right, so let's do it. All Cupid Shuffle here. All Cupid Dave. Uh, for Valentine's Day, I'm doing, okay, this might sound cheap. And maybe it is, but I, I tried to book my favorite Italian spot last night and I noticed they didn't have any availability till 9.30 p.m. So I was like, honey, we're doing steaks at home. <laughs> Tomorrow, I'm taking my wife to stay at a nice hotel on the coastline of San Diego. San Diego. And um, of course, tomorrow night, I've got a sold out stand-up show um, at Mic Drop Comedy. Katie Thurston and I are producing a show. We'll have so much more information about that show. We will be having several video cameras there, some behind the scenes in the green room. There'll be a lot to talk about. Let me just say that about tomorrow's show. If it goes well, which we expect it will, maybe expect shows everywhere from the East Coast, Midwest, South, Northwest, and maybe Canada. Who knows? We're going to do one step at a time here, but uh, having fun out there. I wrote a whole bunch of new Bachelor-themed stand-up jokes about the fantasy suite, so we'll have to see if a February 15th audience can handle that. I will have my normal podcast up tomorrow and Thursday, although Thursday's episode will probably be recorded from the hotel room. I'll bring my nice professional audio. You'll get all of that. Don't you worry. And anyways, uh, back to the Bachelor world. Um, Here's a thought to share with you guys a little rant from Blake Moyne's mom, who has become a nice voice of reason out there. Here's what she has to say about all those sulking on Valentine's Day. Have a listen. Oh, you don't have a Valentine on Valentine's Day. <laughs> well, you know what? Some people don't have a mother on Mother's Day. Jesus. And some people don't have a father on Father's Day. Me. So 
Crimea fucking river. Let's just put things in perspective, shall we? And just get on with life. Okay, said yeah. very well by a divorcee, the divorcee, of course. We love Emily Moynes. There she is. I mean, I don't even know who she's talking to. I was thinking maybe she was talking to Katie Thurston, but as we played earlier, Katie Thurston wasn't really, she was doing the whole single and loving it. And uh, we were wondering, uh, and I'm looking at this right now, if Serene Brooke Russell uh, and her relationship with uh, Brandon, where that stood, because people haven't seen them together in a while, and they both posted that they're actually going to Disney World. Actually, this just came out right now. Exclusive Serene Russell and Brandon Jones share their favorite date night meals and recipes, which of course is content probably nobody needed, but uh, I guess that goes to show that their relationship is just fine. So here's to all of us speculating when we shouldn't. Uh, But anyway, let's do this. Let's talk about last night's episode. Now, I've already got the full recap up on the YouTube channel. Uh, We saw Anastasia and Genevieve. Is it Genevieve or Genevieve? We saw Anastasia and Genevieve both get the exits um, from the show. They did not receive roses after last night's episode a week four of bachelor and of course anastasia was accused of being there for the wrong reasons by kylie now then kylie cries because anastasia i didn't want anyone to get kicked off by what i said here there's two things happening here i blindly i blindly take the side of those that have to pay their bills if anastasia uh, makes money from her Instagram, that's no different than say she's a grocer and she makes money being bagging groceries, right? And then she meets other women on the show that also make money bagging groceries. And instead, uh, and they find out, well, now they can bag more groceries because they've been on the show. Now, hold on. I didn't think through this Um, this analogy here. So Anastasia goes, I've got a trick for you that'll help you double the amount of bags you can grocery groceries you can bag and you'll make more money and it's better for all of us. We wouldn't be upset at them if they were bagging groceries, but because they are building an audience because of being on the show, we get upset to which I respond, of course, that Zach shall cross like all other leads is receiving over a six figure payment for their time on the show. So you've got 30 uh, potential women not getting paid at all. And somehow we're okay with this. And then they're they're looking for love. Now they've got to take time off of their jobs, time away from their family, their dying relatives, their kids. Uh, uh, you know, you only get so many beating hearts on this earth and they're not getting paid to essentially be props, dummies, and hopefuls and fools for the show. Some play the fool, some play the villain, some play, the, you know, some get lucky enough we call them the protected ones where they get to go on the show like a Michael A and it's no, no offense to his character, but he's bulletproof on the show. He's been nothing but the show's pet toy. They like him. And the same can go for Gabby, Wendy, and those like the people that come out on top. But then there's the people that don't come out on top, that go on the show, uh, quit their job, like a Bree Springs, don't really get much out of it, don't really build many social media followers, and that's it. And that's the risk that they take. Now, having been on a game show a couple of years ago, one, one, I went on a game show, I won like 600 bucks the first day and I didn't win anything the second day. I thought, oh my gosh, what a weird sort of Hunger Games world we live in that 
you're kind of providing entertainment for this show, not even getting paid because it's a quote unquote game and you're just supposed to be okay with that. So when, so I, I say all of that just to say when Zach says, oh, I hear Anastasia is here for the wrong reasons. You go, Zach, you are not donating your paycheck to charity. You are cashing it willingly and you are gaining equity and and other things from the show. You're gaining opportunities. You will make money off of the show. I have always said, if you can't make a million dollars from your time being on The Bachelor, you are doing it wrong. There are plenty of people out there that get easy, big six-figure deals and others. You know, the Instagram heyday is a little bit over. It's expired. It's not the Hannah Brown, Pilot Pete seasons where like a runner-up, like a Hannah Godwin still gets millions of followers. Some of the biggest followers were, were the Maddie Pruitts who didn't even win the dang thing. So... There was a lot of money to be made and there still is. And that's just part of it. That's just part of it. And I spoke with somebody who was on this season of the show. I've spoken with multiple people that were on this season of the show that had something to say about Anastasia where they said, you know, the other, a lot of us knew we were going to be getting something out of this, but we didn't discuss it because it's like a taboo topic. And it's kind of like discussing, you know, it's kind of like how corporations will shame you to not talk about uh, pay discrepancies or salary or things like that. It's illegal for companies to stop you from discussing with your peers how much you're getting paid, but they still try to do that because it's a way to help them keep their costs down because they're only going to pay you as much as you think you're worth, not what you're actually worth. Um, so when it comes to the show, Anastasia seemed to be loose-lipped, as it were, about the opportunities that are going to come, the brand deals she has. But to be quite honest, I myself would be similar to her in her shoes, where I would be excited to talk about all the opportunities that come from being on a show. So opportunities can exist while parallel to that, you're looking for love. So I reject the idea that you have to be on the show and pretend like you're just a librarian. We're all more than that. It's a late stage capitalistic world. There are plenty of people. Heck, I make money for my Instagram. I don't even have sponsors. I make about $100 a month uh, from posting Instagram reels. It's part of their bonus program. I think I made $1,800 last year. So you make money and I have 16,000 followers. So I don't, uh, 17, 17.4. So go follow me. So I don't even use that as like a sort of big revenue stream, but it exists. It's out there. Um, you, Zach is probably going to write a book as all the bachelors do. People say, oh, I'm not going to write a book. And then for what must happen, I'm sure publishers come along and say, listen, find a niche, write a book. We'll give you a $400,000 advance or you're promised you're going to make X amount of money. And then they write the book. Why? Because there's great money attached to it. And if the show's going to make money, if the producers are all going to make money, why in the heck can't the contestants make money? And so it appears that the only issue people have is not that Anastasia was there racking up Instagram followers, but that she actually had the audacity to talk about it. And I have to tell you, um, she she didn't even talk about it on camera. So at least she was trying to like talk about it off camera. You know, I'm actually going to her page for the first time. I'm going to give her a follow. She's at 26,000 followers. So unfortunately for her, this isn't one of those situations where it's the great unfollowing where she's going to lose a bunch of followers. But I truly do believe she... Um, she, I truly do believe she got the short end of the stick. She posted this yesterday on my way to embarrass myself on national TV again. And let's see if she posted anything else about uh, her time on the show. Um, I don't, uh, someone said this was ridiculous. I'll add to your follow count either way, Anastasia. Um, so just, uh, uh, I'm trying to read some of these comments here. 
Um, anyway, she's got a lot of fans out there, and I think she's ripe for the uh, Bachelor in Paradise world. I think it was probably very tough for her to go on the show and, um, you know, feel like she was mischaracterized. And I, I think she did get a raw deal. That's where I stand. Now, the idea that, um, you know, it's a whole different story when you when you get Kylie basically told her like, hey, let me have some time. I don't want to fight. Um, and then... Anastasia walked away from that saying she felt like she was attacked by Kylie. That's a whole nother element that um, is a separate discussion where just, you know, did, did did she actually feel like they were fighting words? It's one of those things. There's no fighting on the show. There's no hitting each other. So there, sh- there should be no fear of a physical fight. But whether something's physical or emotional, it, you know, that's a different story. Someone else posted, just followed this girl because she spoke the truth. Give her her 50k followers. So yeah, I mean, she's probably not going to build much of a following from this, but I, I just think it's a raw deal. Someone said, as someone who is in marketing, I would also be talking about and thinking about all the implications of being on The Bachelor. It's not a malicious thing. Our girl, Anastasia, is just a marketing nerd like us. Again, I talk about this stuff all the time. I talk about wealth building, and it doesn't mean I don't enjoy stand-up comedy, but I go, well, if I sold this many tickets, maybe we can make $5,000 at that show. And then, you know, you, you look at those things when you're in the, in the business of it all, and it is a big business. So let's not, let's, let's not uh, you know, don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining, as they like to say. All right. So anyway, uh, you know me, entertainment and information. Let's give you some info. The history of Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day occurs every February 14th. Across the U.S. and other places around the world, candy, flowers, and gifts are exchanged between loved ones, all in the name of St. Valentine. Valentine? But who is this mysterious saint, and where did these traditions come from? Well, they came from the chocolate companies. That's that's my thought. Uh, the legend of St. Valentine. Where did Valentine's Day originate from? The history of the holiday in the story of its patron saint is shrouded in mystery. We do know that February has long been celebrated as a month of romance, and that St. Valentine's Day, as we know it today, contained vestiges of both Christian and ancient Roman tradition. But who was St. Valentine, and how did he become associated with this ancient rite? The Catholic Church recognizes three different saints named Valentine or Valentinus, all of whom were martyred. Uh, That means it didn't end well. One legend contends that Valentine was a priest who served during the 3rd century in Rome when Emperor Claudius II decided that single men made better soldiers than those with wives and families. He outlawed marriage for young men. Valentine, realizing the injustice of the decree, defied Claudius and continued to perform marriages for young lovers in secret. When Valentine's actions were discovered, Claudius ordered that he be put to death. Still, others insisted that it was St. Valentine of Turney, a bishop who was the true namesake of the holiday. He, too, was beheaded by Claudius II outside of Rome. All right, so if your name was Valentine in the Roman era, you probably needed to watch your back and your neck. Other stories suggest that Valentine may have been killed for attempting to help Christians escape harsh Roman prisons where they were often beaten and tortured. All right, so lots of uh, lots of Valentine suggestions. Now, the origin of the holiday, as we know most, and I hate to break this to people, most holidays in the Christian world come from pagan traditions. Oh boy, there he goes, old pagan Dave. Uh, origins of Valentine's Day, a pagan festival in February. While some believe that Valentine's Day is celebrated in the middle of February to commemorate the anniversary of Valentine's death or burial, which probably occurred around AD 270, others claim that the Christian church may have decided to place St. Valentine's Feast Day in the middle of February in an effort to Christianize the pagan celebration of Lupercalia. 
Celebrated as the Ides of February or February 15th, Lupercalia was a fertility festival dedicated to Faunus, the Roman god of agriculture, as well to the Roman founders Romulus and Remus. So Faunus, the Roman god of agriculture, does that have to deal with fawning over people? Uh, maybe. Very interesting stuff, folks. To begin the festival, members of the Luperci, an, organ, an order of Roman priests, would gather at a sacred cave where the infants Romulus and Remus, the founders of Rome, were believed to have been cared for by a she-wolf or lupa. The priests would sacrifice a goat for fertility and a dog for purification. Uh, do we need to kill a dog? Does, do we need to have that part of the story? They would then strip the goat's hide into strips, dip them into the sacrificial blood, and take to the streets, gently slapping both women in crop fields with the goat hide. Oh my gosh, this took a turn. Far from being fearful, Roman women welcomed the touch of the hides because it was believed to make them more fertile in the coming year. Later in the day, according to legend, all the young women in the city would place their names in a big urn. The city's bachelors would each choose a name and become paired for the year with his chosen woman. Okay, these mess, these mar matches often ended in marriage. So there's some information you never needed, or at least didn't know you needed, about Valentine's Day. Either way, what does it mean for today's world? Well, I've talked about this extensively, and I'll just say this. There's corporate uh, interest on Valentine's Day. We jack up the prices of chocolate and who knows what else, vibrators. You know, If, if it has to do with making love, it's more expensive. Lube goes through the roof. Um, and uh, and uh, the, the, real, the real idea behind this holiday, kind of like Thanksgiving for me, is to embrace love. Tell your loved ones you love them. Do something loving for them. But also remember that love is the highest form of energy we can offer the world. And the more love we give, the more we receive. The more people that we bring into our life of the high frequencies of love, the more we try to rise up our community, our friends, our family, the more we champion others and champion positivity, the more it comes back to us which is kind of selfish, but that's how it works. So keep being the love you want to see in others. Keep sharing it with your community. And I think we'll find that we'll be the happiest version of ourselves. All right. Well, that's all I'll say about Valentine's Day. Now we've got our final and only featured story of the day. Nick Lachey says it doesn't get more authentic than Love is Blind. And he shades Bachelor host Jesse Palmer. So Jesse Palmer, in response to all the different Netflix shows, said... Uh, the Bachelor is about authenticity. He talked about The Bachelor being, you know, the first and best dating show out there. And then Nick's like, well, I feel like Love is Blind is pretty authentic. And my thought is, and I said this in the video, the most authentic um, dating show that's ever existed was Jersey Shore. And if you don't uh, believe that, I'll fight you over that. Um, Jim Tan Laundry, the idea of a bunch of drunken 20-year-olds trying to find love and friendship and all that, that's the most authentic to me. I don't think love and love is blind is authentic at all. I think you're, I think it, it, it's a show where people try to find love, but they're crossing their fingers that the person on the other end of the stick, you know, the other end of the stage is someone that they can get along with. Now I say all that because obviously there's uh, Nick Lachey's new Netflix show is coming out today and I will be recapping that. Maybe I'll be talking about it a little bit on the podcast. I'm not too sure, but definitely on the YouTube channel. So Nick Lachey, singer from 98 Degrees, has his new show out there, which is basically all the singles from Netflix, um, all the people that never made it from all the different Netflix dating shows. And they are out there on the beach, kind of Bachelor in Paradise style for their show. Uh, and I think it'll be fun. But uh, of course, Jesse Palmer uh, says, we're the authentic one. Now, here's an authentic story from Jesse Palmer. It's super funny. Here's Jesse Palmer describing how he had to tell his coach that he was the next Bachelor. 
Now, here we have Jesse um, Palmer, of course, former football player, describing recently on the Rich Eisen show, which I love that he's in the sports world because there can be there's sort of um, fish out of water aspect of these interviews. It's one thing to be on Almost Famous and everyone's in the Bachelor world talking about it. But here you have a, you know, a sports um, caster being like, what was that like telling your coach you were going to be on a dating show? Have a listen. And because remember, Jesse Palmer was the fifth bachelor. So this was kind of before it was in its like, uh, you know, uh, you know, current form. Yeah, timing worked out for that really great. The show was super new. That's uh, right. I was trying to wrap my head around what it was about, but I'm someone that never says no. And I love experiences. The best part of that. It's a nice shirt. The least fun part of that experience, though, was being driven to Newark Airport to fly to start filming. Yes. And my agent calls and says, you got a new head coach on the Giants. You got to call him and tell him what you're doing. I said, okay, fine. Who is it? He goes, Tom Coughlin just died. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh yes. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know if you know much about football. I, I played in high school. You know me. Uh, Formula Fed, Irish Catholic, Dave. I don't have too, many, uh, too much insight into the National Football League here, but football is life when you're in the pro world and here he is saying I'm going to go do some Hollywood stuff you know he's going to get torched by everyone <laughs> and I'm like I'm like dude right now. I'm like dude but Jim, but Jim Fossil was cool with it <laughs> I remember being on the practice field with Jim Fossil and he was like how many women are going to be on the show <laughs> everybody was good Jesse Palmer tells a killer story. No wonder he's the host. This guy is, he's, he's good. You got to give him credit. He's good. Then I get the phone call on the way to Newark airport. <laughs> you have to call Tom Coughlin. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. So I start sweating. <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm having like palpitations. I'm sweating. Wow. And, and I, I get the phone. I dial in over to the football office. Coach Coughlin answers the phone. And I'm like, Hi, coach. <laughs> um, this is the first time you've ever. I mean, I, I had talked to him. I think at my pro day, I, okay, there was like sure. a quick run in at the University of Florida with the Gators. Yes, and I'm like, "Hey, coach, <laughs> my name's Jesse Palmer. I'm one of the quarterbacks <laughs> on the team." And I, I start trying to get into like, what? How do you explain the Bachelor to Tom Coughlin? <laughs> <laughs> and so like I, 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 I like I just like I'm like spewing verbal diarrhea and just like all over myself and I'm like, trying to explain it to him and I'm waiting there's no answer he's never interjecting mm-hmm okay like there's nothing and finally after like a, a, a weird awkward pause yeah. will you be back in time for minicamp yeah yeah we, we, we finished filming in February yeah yeah well then why are you calling me oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you. Go, go blue, coach. Go blue. Put the phone down. Shoot the show. Come back. Fast forward. Months later, show is airing. Yes. We're in the Meadowlands. We're in a stretch line. Yeah. Coughlin's walking in the stretch How line. How did I just find this? I got to break this up, by the way. This was released 13 days ago. This is hilarious. What a hilarious story. He walks by Tiki Barber. And he's like, Tiki, remember, five points of pressure. Can't put the ball on the ground. He walks by Jeremy Shockey. He's like, remember now. In line, in line, and you're releasing option route. Work, work the leverage. And then he walks by me and he goes, Jessica? <laughs> no, he did not. You picked Jessica? So like, that was essentially my reality. <laughs> Living through being The Bachelor oh and playing for the general. You know, th and this is the problem with our current leads. No offense to him. But we had Jesse 
Palmer, NFL uh, football player Jesse Palmer here. I mean, talk about uh, in talk about a bunch of women that must have been so excited to marry a football player. You know, like uh, and no offense to the current uh, batch people that we have, but as it's been mentioned, we've got sort of an issue on the Bachelor where most. Um, I'll put it this way. Most people that go on the show don't have better things going on in their life. It's hard to get someone on the show, especially in the current world where they dig up your past and they, it, 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 it can be a liability to go on the show, really, if someone already has their life, you know, kind of going in a, in a happy place. So here we have Jesse Palmer, uh, Kurt Warner, and Eli Manning. Uh, two out of the three, I believe, are Hall of Famers. Uh, Jesse Palmer is the only Hall of Famer in our book, though. So very interesting that, um, I, let's finish the rest of this convo. I just had to break it up for a second there, but very interesting story I never heard before. Oh Tom Coughlin. I am literally crying, Jesse. No uh, dude, way. It was he, so he he knew who you chose. Like what? We like, never expected it. You have to understand too. Like at the oh time, this is like what 2004. So it's it's Eli's rookie year. It's Tom's first year. Yeah, yeah. Like reality TV was new. Was Kurt there yet? Yeah, Kurt was there. He had to be a part of it. I mean, it was, and and so like reality TV was new. Real world had just started. And so right. you're, I'm trying to explain to the guys in the locker room what's going on, yeah. <laughs> what the show is, the premise. And they're like, wait, so <laughs> you're going on a show to find a wife? You live in New York City. <laughs> and I'm like, you play in the Giants. And, I, and I'm like, I know, but it's this show and it's going to be great. And so I would have, we'd have these watch parties together with all the guys. Is that right? Just get out ahead of it. And like, I think back then the show was like an hour long and they would essentially just laugh at me for about an hour. And then I, and then you get into the locker room the next day oh my. and then a dude would, would come by and he'd be like, my wife and I watched last night. <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, this girl, Cindy, you're taking a one-on-one date with. Watch out, dude. She's crazy. <laughs> Don't do it. And then another, and then you get the Did other you tell guy. Him it's been shot already. I'm like, thanks for something that would have been good to know about four months ago when I was shooting it. Information that would have been good to me yesterday. And then there's like the, and there's like the oh rookie, gosh. like linebacker from Wisconsin. who's like, did you pick Cindy? She's still single. Would she? Ever? Oh no. And I'm like, dude. Oh my God. Challenge flag. <laughs> so essentially like 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 the experience of being the bachelor that year oh and if my. you think back to like the 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 characters we had in the locker room mm -hmm. the 2004 New York Giant locker room is one of the greatest locker rooms of all time we weren't a very good football team, mm -hmm. but our locker room is like in the Hall of Fame. I, I actually will end it there. I actually think I would watch a movie that that was Jesse Palmer's life. And that's enough for us today. All right. Uh, don't forget, follow us, uh, like it, subscribe, share it with your friends in their Facebook communities, Instagram. We are, uh, uh, again, in the top 10, I think number three today in the, in the entertainment news. So that's because of all of the new people subscribing. Maybe you listen daily, but I haven't subscribed yet. Double check that. And if you haven't, write a review. We're getting such great reviews. I appreciate all of you guys out there. Really helps us grow the channel and then makes it more dynamic as we grow this thing from the ground up. Big things in 2023. One more time from me to all the power listeners out there. Happy Valentine's Day. I've been Dave Neal. This was Bachelor Rush Hour.